Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of Being Parental Podcast. Today is a very exciting day because I am being joined by Jem Ayres, the self-described sex geek and orgasm coach. Hi Jem, how are you doing? Hey Amelia, so lovely to hear from you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing well actually. A bit busy in my mind and uh, but other than that, great to be here. Fantastic. Um, so Jem, I know and love your work so <laughs> it would be ridiculous for me to think of anyone else to ask about this. You are the first person who came to my mind. Jem, what is orgasmic? That's so brilliant to hear. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the heck is orgasmic birthing? Oh, that's a big question. Well, first of all, a little bit about me because so I don't have children and I've never given birth. So it's interesting that people often come to me with this question. But what my work is through orgasmic embodiment, I call it, is all about really being with our body and our sexual selves and learning how to be really empowered in our sexuality. And so many people aren't when it comes to our bodies and our pleasure and our sex. There's so much guilt and shame and negative messages out there in society and especially when it comes to our body, we're also um, readily available to pass over the responsibility of our body over to people who have authority, maybe. So, for example, with our health, we're often able to just completely agree with doctors, take the medication and leave instead of actually doing the inner work or the self-exploration to figure out what we need as an individual because one size does not fit all when it comes to our health and our bodies and it's exactly the same with birthing i think there are some tried and tested ways that maybe work for most but ultimately we've got to get really in tune with our own bodies so i don't know a massive amount about the actual practice of giving birth having never experienced it myself but i know a lot about orgasm and i know a lot about women's anatomy and I know a lot about empowerment. And my work is about giving people the tools to be empowered in their bodies. And what happens at the time of childbirth is the same as what happens when we have orgasms. Orgasms, quite honestly, change the landscape of our uterus and our vagina. It opens the womb. So that sounds, when we're considering giving birth, a brilliant thing to happen. And also the hormones and the internal movements of our sexual organs are the same, when whether that's orgasm and childbirth. So I, I feel I have quite a lot to offer women here as well. So when I talk to women often come to me because they want to have better sexual experiences. That's kind of the main reason I work with women. That's the main question that women have. And I talk to them, okay, so how can you plan your perfect environment for sex or connection or intimacy or orgasm? And often what comes out is people want safety and people want privacy and people want warmth and relaxation, a stress-free environment maybe soft lighting, plenty of time, emotional security to feel safe and understood by the person they're with, a feeling of being looked after, intimacy, breathing, making sound, moving the body, getting into the body and out of the mind and allowing ourselves to fully submerge into the moment of pleasure and release ourselves into an altered state. Now, this sounds incredibly similar 
for the requirements for having a comfortable and healthy birthing experience as well. So it really is looking at what works for me with my pleasure and taking that and tailoring your own birthing experience. Is that a helpful start? That is such a helpful start. And honestly, so much more reassuring than any of the midwife's appointments that I've had so far or any of the times I've had to see a doctor. Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, do you know what? Doctors and uh, midwives and uh, nursing staff, golden-hearted as they may be, they also have their own fair amount of shame and guilt around sexuality and bodies. So they may know the theory, but they're not always necessarily going to be comfortable in expressing it. And actually, the majority of them do not know enough about the female sexual body. There's also, you know, there's also a bit of a stigma around attaching sex with childbirth, even though that's what occurred, right? We had sex, then we have a child nine months later. But for some reason, when it comes to birthing, we need to completely remove sex out of the equation. But it is just a physiological response, You know, orgasmic response is what helps a child into this world. It's how they came to be in the first place. So it is just our body's natural response for birthing the child into the physical space of being. And people get really hung up, actually, about what they think orgasm should look like or feel like. And that's probably our biggest block as society around having a more sexually fulfilling life. We fed all of these images around what orgasm looks like um, through media or through porn. And it's all very kind of very standard, penetrative, you know, kind of man comes first, woman comes later kind of sex that is out there in the world. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But that's one very small slice of a massive orgasmic pie. There's a whole menu of experiences that you can create within your own body. So we already have a very limited view and a very limited range around orgasm. And when I spoke to someone else about orgasmic birthing, they went, oh, wow. So you touch yourself in front of the nurses. And I was like, well, I mean, that's one way you can do it to promote orgasmic response in your body if you need to promote you know to get yourself to that place but there's a load of other ways that I teach where we tune into what our inner experience is giving us because often what I find with people who have lost their libido or, or just aren't having as much pleasure as they could be is they've always depended on external stimulation. So whether that's mind stimulation, like fantasies or their partner looking sexy or erotic, or whether it's um, physical touch, whether themselves or a vibrator or their partner's touch. This is this goes for both men and women here. And what I teach uh, is about the internal, because when the external stops working for us, that's when people come to me because suddenly the thing that used to get them off isn't really doing its job so well anymore after years and years. So then they need to find something new and they don't know where to go. So I'm all about teaching the tools for you to kind of get into your body and widen your orgasmic range. And when we're talking about orgasmic birthing, we're not necessarily talking about the kind of orgasm which is just you know, a kind of a quickie, clitoris wank, you know, a friction-based um, kind of to stave off the frustration or to get you to sleep kind of masturbation experience, even though I hear that can work as well. I'm talking more of a full-bodied bliss state. 
And if that full body bliss state feels a long way from where you are now sexually, then there's no better time to start practicing and expanding your orgasmic range. So fully embrace the birthing experience, not resisting it. And there are so many messages out there around, you know, how painful it's going to be, whether you should or shouldn't have drugs, whether you should have it at home or in a hospital. Oh, there are so many people so willing to give, you know, judgments. And you've really got to tune in for yourself about what feels right for you, actually, and making sure that whoever is with you for the experience is really, really on board with that so that you can just fully let go and surrender and embrace the experience so how so, so, on, that's a good start isn't it it's an amazing start <laughs> so then how do you begin to incorporate something like a full body bliss state into your active labor well this is a good question so I mean, this is good. This is a good question for anyone who wants to give birth anyway, regardless of whether we're trying to get into an orgasmic bliss state or not. I always talk about comfort and relaxation being the first step to pleasure. So many people come to me and they want better sex lives, but yet they haven't actually taught their body how to relax. So we're on the go all day, every day, and then we get to sexy time and suddenly we have this expectation around our body that we're just going to instantly drop the never ending to do list of today and get into this super sexy, sensual, relaxed state, which our body needs for arousal. And it just doesn't happen. So the first thing that we can learn to do is learn to relax more in our daily lives long before we ever get to birthing. So doing regular relaxation practices every day, meditation, breath work, tuning in, movement and dance, just very softly moving with your body and treating that as a meditation because we live in a really stressed out, overly adrenalized world, which supports intensity junkies. And often, you know, women are incredibly proud that they can keep working all the way through whilst being heavily pregnant and, and looking after all the rest of the kids and getting everything still done. And if that's your reality, then there's no shame in that. And sometimes that's very valid for financial reasons or just because you have that drive in you. But also recognizing that you do need to take time for self-care. So setting boundaries around your self-care. And a lot of people, this is so important for women to learn, actually, as mothers, to set boundaries around themselves and their own self-care. Because that means that when it does come to the birthing experience, they've already set the boundaries and the perimeters of what they want to occur within that space. They can voice that to their caretakers in the moment. And then they can let go, knowing that they've already set the foundation. And that's when they can step into a place of relaxation. So, again, breath work and which they teach in, you know, normal birthing classes anyway. These techniques are really, really brilliant because there's something about dropping into that parasympathetic nervous system place of rest, and digest and relax. And we can't do that if we're stressed or we're worried or we've got the to-do list to do. So slow belly breathing is what I teach, actually. And this is to do with enhancing your orgasmic response, is if we're breathing into our belly, which has direct access to the parasympathetic nervous system, then we're instantly telling ourselves we're safe. We're telling the body, you're safe. You can relax now. There are no tigers here. 
so we don't have to live in that adrenalized state that we're in so slow belly breathing i would say is step one for more relaxation and then i'd also talk about making sound so again this is what i talk about when we work on becoming multi-orgasmic slow belly breathing and then making sound so we could breathe through our mouth as if we're breathing through a straw filling the belly on the in-breath and then on the out-breath making some sound ah and it could be quite low sound so it comes from lower down in the body and it doesn't have to sound you know porny or orgasmic it's just finding it from a real place of integrity in the body that sound kind of somewhere from below your, your gut from your gut or your sex or your pelvis and it's very difficult for people to make especially the majority of my british clients to try and make sound people find it incredibly difficult because we've been taught not to make sound you know don't be too loud do definitely don't be heard in pleasure or anything that might seem like pleasure so even people in a yoga class struggle when to make sound when they're told to let breath out <sighs> so i really encourage hard sound coming from the guts and it might take you a little while to get there and figure it out and it might feel clunky to begin with but let's start losing our inhibitions now so that when we're in that place of birthing surrounded by people who are assisting us that we can really be in our own alignment with what works for us because i always say our own body is our authority before anyone outside of us i really strongly believe that so feeling into your body feeling where that sound wants to come through and letting it out and then movement letting your body move you don't stay on your back don't stay on all fours standing up you know i've been talking to my friends and clients who have had orgasmic births and standing up and allowing yourself to move and to rock with organic movement that your body gives you and uh, you might want to take some music with you wherever you go wherever you choose to have your birth and choose a bit of a playlist that really works for you and it doesn't have to be active dance but just allow your hips to move so that when we experience those surges of energy or contractions that we can just move with it instead of it being a stoic contracting experience so those are my main tips but breath sound and movement these three things lead us to more pleasure in our life and more pleasure ultimately means more oxytocin let's use our brain chemicals as our friends okay so oxytocin is a massive pain reliever you know what gives you pleasure what turns you on work with that as much as possible i also like to talk to people about their fears as well because there is so many neg negative messages out there uh, and representations of childbirth so fears I'm interested in hearing what are your fears and also what are your partner's fears or the fears of whoever you're choosing to have the birth with because our nervous systems synchronize so your birthing partner needs to be just as relaxed as you do actually and again that's something else that we forget in sex too no I can feel the moment when my partner's trying too hard to achieve anything or to get me anywhere it really something cuts out in me i'm like oh energetically we've we're lost at sea here was when i can feel that my partner is a hundred percent in the experience with me and really as relaxed and in his full enjoyment that takes it to a whole new level so both parties in 
in birthing, including midwives that are with you as well. You know, we want everyone to be as relaxed as possible. So journaling your fears and working through these with your partner, getting really clear on what could hold you back and what your blocks could be to the most amount of pleasure in your life and in your birth. How does that sound? It sounds amazing. I think most of the fears I'm getting stuck with are they're more about the words than the sensations mm. but words like tearing or or contracting this this feeling of like closing downness and yeah, yeah like the idea of the rip <laughs> and mm. and obviously it, there is such an element of pain and change and the unknown so yes it's very easy to suddenly let them snowball into every other possible fear beyond labor and beyond the childbirthing bit so it's quite hard to focus the fear to just that day and start to work through it from that perspective so i can talk a bit about that if it might be useful yeah absolutely so first year words wow they're powerful aren't they already we step into this knowing that there are certain experiences that other people describe with powerful words. So it might be good to talk with your partner about different words that can be used, and especially during the birth. So, for example, contraction, that's a big word. And my word, especially for orgasm and orgasmic response, is more to do with expansion. So what could be a word that might help you rather than contraction where everything pulls in and tightens and you know gets stuck if we like what could be more expansive so it might be a surge it might be a wave and you can ask the people in the room who are your birthing partners any midwives or doulas you're with say to them we're not using the word contraction we're using the word surge we're using the word wave so you can say well oh the next wave is coming so for me those feel like far more healthy maybe organic flowing words that have got less attachment to fear so that could be a good start again things like rip we can think of as expansion our bodies have done amazing amazing things and you know they're not going to stop now so just allowing the body to expand i've got a friend i've got a friend who i spoke to just last night and i know that she'd had a pretty orgasmic birth and I spoke to her and I said I was doing this session today I asked her if I could quote her because her experience really stuck me about uh, experience of her birth and this was I think this was she had um, a birthing her birthing experience and I remember she said that she was in quite a lot of pain and she was um, shouting and making noise to express that and she was saying no in her lowest deepest voice because that's the, the the sound helped and I remember her saying that her doula just whispered in her ear how about you change that to yes and she just started saying yes and even that just giving her body permission to be with the experience completely transformed it for her almost instantly and she'd been on her hands and knees for quite a long time and I believe the doula 
forgot her to stand up and she moved and she was with her yes and after pushing and pushing and pushing for so long you know it took quite a lot to get her up to standing but actually it was magic because the energy could flow through her body a lot more freely her spine was more free to move and she said the orgasmic feeling went through her whole pelvis and her whole pelvis just opened up and she said that her baby slipped out like a slidey mango I love that (laughs) I love that description and so I really you know giving permission for our bodies so that we're not resisting it you know our bodies god they're doing so much work for us all the time that we don't even know about Another thing that's a good idea to think about is the pain. We often just, we have, we have lots of different words for pleasure sensation. This feels nice, this feels good, this feels soft, this feels warm, this feels yummy, this feels tingly. But we don't really have so many words about pain. We just say, oh, I'm in pain, or I'm feeling a bit sick, or there's tension. So it would get really good to think about, instead of pain, sensation. What are the sensations, like actually naming the sensation. So instead of, oh, I've got pain, it's I feel some tightness around my right hip or I feel there's some twinging in my lower back. You know, getting really specific with actually what it is so that we're not constantly telling ourselves and the body that we're in pain. Just bringing awareness to sensation. So that's another really good thing to do when it comes to words. Be really specific with actually what's going on in the body and allow yourself to express that and also don't hold back you know there might be pain and there might be shouting that's needed to kind of let the energy out you know go for that do that which I think also brings a really important question about can your partner hold space for you so whoever your birthing partner is you want to get really clear on what you think you'll need during birthing and pregnancy, uh, sorry, in preparing while you're pregnant. And it's almost like you're project managing the situation. But when you're in the situation, you need to be able to trust and hand it completely over to them. So is it is it back rubs or is it letting them know any requirements you have around drugs and hospital intervention? And whatever needs organising for you in the moment so you can fully let go And feel really supported and trust. Trust that everything is looked after so that your body can just do what it naturally knows what to do and how to do it. And has been for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of years. You know, let's trust our deep body wisdom. Put things into your birthing plan, you know, for birthing staff, especially around words that you want to use and, you know, how you want to be and stand. Um, so that helps as well, I think, saying yes to the experience, being really quite well planned in advance, getting your partner on board and being in, empowered with it. So you're losing your inhibitions quickly. So people often say that childbirth means that you kind of lose all sense of shame, if you like, because all sorts goes on. Why do we do it before we get there? Why don't we let go of our ideas of what we should look like and feel like and be like as a parent or as a woman or as a pregnant woman or as a giving birth mum let's let go of those because holding back and not wanting to be seen in your authentic experience of life will be a massive block to to you living your fullest life to you and to you having an orgasmic experience whether in sex or in childbirth so look at your own blocks around expressing your sexuality you know do you feel safe to be in your fullest 
sexual expression. You know, sometimes there's this belief it's not safe to make noises or it's not safe to be seen in pleasure. So work with your partner to make you find, help you find what helps you feel safe to let go. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jam. Um, okay, You're that's so a bit about how, why, why even try to make something as scary and medical and yucky as childbirth an orgasmic experience? Why would you not? This is our body's <laughs> truest expression. You know, this is how we've created the baby in the first place. If our bodies can do it, let's not, you know, let's not keep the Ferrari parked in the garage. This is the time when our body excels, actually. This is what our body was made to do. Birth a baby into the world through an orgasmic experience. So let's just, you know, really support our body in doing that. And knowing that, there's absolutely no shame. You know, a lot of people who haven't necessarily have had orgasmic experiences before have achieved this through childbirth quite naturally, actually, it seems. But then they've experienced a bit of shame afterwards or they've never spoken to anyone about it. Women have come to me and said, I haven't even told my 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 um, my midwife. I didn't tell my partner this happened. And so, you know, I want to, you know, is this normal? Is this okay? So, yeah, of course it is. It is your body. And you are a consenting adult. So why would there be a problem with your body just expressing itself in this really natural way? Also, it's going to make childbirth a lot less stressful for your child as it's being brought into the world. Instead of screaming and shouting and this resistance that we might have to the fear and the pain, it's being born from this place of absolute permission. Yes, I want you in this world. Yes, I want to make this transition as easy for the both of us. You know, let's really get those chemicals working so that baby can be born out of love, you know. Mm. And who is it for? Oh, that's a good experience. That's a good question. Explain it a bit more for me, please, Amelia. Who has access to the kind of resources that would be needed for orgasmic birthing? Who is already doing this who could be introduced to this and be open to the experience because some people are going to hear the phrase orgasmic birth and have it not resonate at all so who do you see as being able to experience orgasmic birthing oh so i hear you so that i don't see there's any reason why any woman couldn't experience an orgasmic birth if we have for example experienced um, trauma or abuse in our past and we're already having you know some challenges around our sex life and our orgasmic response then you may find it trickier because we have more blocks to work through and more conditioning to look at and an attachment to maybe you know shame and guilt when it comes to our bodies but still I've heard I have heard experiences of women who weren't necessarily orgasmic in sex but yet have had very amazing bliss-filled birthing experiences so I think it really is for everyone and there's no reason why you can't give yourself this experience with you know some practice and some preparation and just using the tools it's really important as well actually that we have compassion for ourselves so we can hold the intention that I want my birthing experience to be the most pleasurable one as possible for myself but also 
if we don't achieve orgasmic birthing, there's no shame in whatever birth experience you have. Let's not beat ourselves up. Women have enough pressure and enough going on with judgments and concerns around their bodies and their pleasure. It's not a goal or a standard to set yourself. You haven't in any way failed if you haven't had this transcendental blissfield experience. It might feel a million, a million miles away. Just let yourself know that it is a possibility and it is a possibility for everyone as well. So there's just knowing it's an option is already a massive thing for most people. So if that's where you're at right now, congratulate yourselves that you've got this far because so many people don't know that it's even an option. So, you know, let's just have compassion. Um, we can all go there if we want to. For some people, the divide between orgasm and childbirth is just too wide for them to even attempt. And that's fine, too. You, you know, you don't have to at all. But hey, you know, let's pump up this, as much oxytocin as possible. Because as I said, that is the pain relief that we need through challenging experiences of our lives. So, you know, really just allow yourself to be fully in the moment and give your body whatever it is asking for in the moment of childbirth mm. your body speaks really loudly and tells you what it needs if it needs you to sit up or sit down or move or you know make noise but because of conditioning we so often listen to our mind over our body and our mind tells us to you know oh the doctors think i should do this oh i probably shouldn't do this in case people see or i definitely shouldn't you know kind of touch myself or make too much noise or Shout and swear because that's not ladylike. But really, this is the time where we can drop fully into what our body is asking for and give ourselves permission. Give ourselves permission as women to be fully expressive, maybe as we've never been before. Mm. And do you see that as being any particular um, challenges that will be coming up for pregnant women during the pandemic that might be an obstacle to orgasmic birthing? Oh, see, I haven't been up to date, I'm afraid, with what's actually going on with hospitals. I suppose there's, so I do know that hospitals have a set amount of time for a woman to be in labour before they start to intervene. And women need time. Women's bodies need time. This is, you know, one of the first things I teach as a sex coach. Our bodies need time to engorge, to open up, to, you know, kind of be able to flow energetically. So let's give ourselves that as best we can. So if you do choose a hospital birth, you know, wait till you really you know take your time getting there there is no rush from the first contraction take some time i think i'm i'm more worried about children when they're born actually being born into this world how it is for children who aren't able to experience touch because touch is how children thrive and children thrive through touch and they also build their immune systems through touch and when babies are passed around by so many different people you know they build a very strong immune system very very quickly and that's generally what happens in the world is, you know, a baby's born and a few weeks later, everyone's had a handle of it. So, you know, this is part of a baby's survival, actually. So I suppose I'm more interested in um, the mother's mental health and the child being born into this world that seems very incredibly limited at the moment, actually. 
Yeah, that's definitely come up um, with the midwives. They were saying that there's there aren't really limitations on visits at the moment, or at least not yeah. in terms of their guidelines that they're giving to people. But maybe just consider how we feel about people touching the baby and holding the baby. And that's yeah. just a bit heartbreaking. Like I can't think of anything sadder than bringing the baby home and not being able to mm. like let the grandparents come and like just give them all the kisses and all the love. Oh, I know, I know. It is it's heartbreaking. We thrive on this love, you know. They talk they talk about, you know, children children really suffer. Babies really suffer, especially babies that are kind of born premature and then sectioned off and are too fragile to be touched by their parents at all. It's, you know, that isn't healthy. I also understand the other side where, you know, they're needing such amazing amount of support from machinery and other things. But yeah, children, we need, everyone needs touch. Babies more so than others, but, you know, we all need touch. Yeah. And you mentioned something earlier about the change and the unknown of kind of childbirth and beyond I want to say mm. there's something really about staying present in the moment because everything's unknown actually and um, we don't you know at least we have a certainty that childbirth is going to change things you know we could wake up tomorrow and everything could be changed anyway but we have this kind of false sense of security in life but with childbirth you're stepping into a place of everything's going to change in my world and go a bit upside down. And maybe I don't know how, and I don't know who this new human is that it's going to come out of my body and that I'm going to meet and how these changes are going to occur and kind of show up in my life. So just being really, really with yourself in the moment. Again, these tools that I taught, breath, sound, movement. This is a way of almost meditation and presence, feeling into your body of how you are now. You know, so that you're not responding from a place of fear. You're responding from the absolute place of the now. So just keep breathing and knowing that you're doing the best job you can with the tools that you've got. Absolute compassion. Absolute. I've got absolute compassion and, you know, uh, acknowledge the bravery of people that choose to, you know, have children. Um, You know, I'm in awe. I mean, absolutely all, Amelia. I'm definitely finding that the self-compassion is lacking on occasion. When I do like a body check-in or I'm trying to find presence and then I'm finding things about my body that are changing or they don't look the same or I mean, some parts of pregnancy are just gross. It's it's a discharge-y, weird Mm. time and it's funny trying to settle into presence with things that are just a bit yucky (laughs) and making peace with them and giving space to them as well because it's not all magical well it all goes towards the magical experience so it's just acceptance so okay this is how this is right now this is what's going on for my body to do the best job that it can And yeah, you're right. It might not necessarily be pretty or sexy, but this is my body working really hard. And I don't even need to think about it or really be aware (laughs) of it because it's my body just secretly in the background doing its job. So it might be every time that we see something that we don't like so much about our body, just give it a thank you. It's like, wow, look at that. Okay, thank you. You know? Yeah, it definitely feels Thank you for my body for doing this because it means that... 
yeah something is working for me here and yeah I don't necessarily know what it is but thank you for working so so hard and it's yeah so pregnancy and new motherhood well it's rich and it's precious and it's rewarding but motherhood doesn't just stop with young babies you know there's so much out there in the world supporting us when it comes to pregnancy and childbirth but actually as children get older and our bodies have changed um, then there isn't so much support so motherhood at every stage could be a time when self-care and body confidence just kind of dwindles so you know this can affect everything this can affect our health our mental health our sexual health sexual health being our erotic sexuality it can affect our relationships it can affect our work and our general family life so you know as long as 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 well as kind of the pressure that we all we all have often as women to suddenly find her sexiness almost instantly and maintain you know that beautiful sexiness that we have in our bodies and to feel what like we want to connect with our partners there's often women who've reported that actually they've never recovered their sexual selves after childbirth and it's not until the children kind of gain more independence or maybe even as teenagers start to leave the nest that women then come and work with me because they're like actually I haven't been with myself and my own body for a very long time because I've just been a caregiver so reclaiming your body after childbirth and finding a deep and loving connection with yourself, even maybe even deeper and more loving than before childbirth, is really important. And that sets a really good standard for your children to learn from you as well. They will be picking up on you and your relationship to your body. So I remember my mum when I was young and she was often naked, especially in, in summertime. She was, we'd just wander around the house. So, you know, we were three women, three girls in a, in a house. There was no men. So, you know, in and out of the showers, a bit naked in the garden. And I remember as a child being a bit embarrassed about that, but never seeing my mum being embarrassed. And she was quite a large woman, you know, and had quite pendulum breasts and a big belly and stretch marks, you know, all over the place. And she did not care at all. And that definitely set the seed in me because whilst there was so much out there as a child telling me women's bodies should look and feel and be a certain way and all of these expectations that I should try to be achieving, I then had my very comfortable mum giving me the opposite kind of message and I think that is so so valuable so your stand on your body and your love for your own body even if you're not wandering around naked with your child all the time that will ooze out of you and affect your children's self-confidence self-esteem and belief in their own body mm. so if you haven't already got that let's work on that and changes do occur we can't just love our body one day. It's keep coming back to loving it. Every time it changes, every time we get a bit older, every time we have another child, every time we have an injury or a health issue, can I love my body a little bit more? Every time we put on a bit of weight or lose a bit of weight, can I love my body just a little bit more than I did yesterday? And what does my body need to feel loved and accepted right now? I love that. Happy naked bodies. <laughs> Happy naked bodies. I remember my mum, she kind of reminds me of that statue that was that ancient statue of Venus that was found. I think one of the first ever kind of goddess um, archetype statues that was ever dug up, you know, with big rolling belly, big pendulum breasts. And I was like, yeah, that was my mum, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it strikes me that it must be much harder to pick up 
sexuality and the, the erotic self um, like 10 years down the line than to find a way to maintain a relationship with sexual sexuality during that time like even if it's just a little bit mm. I yeah I don't know yeah I think self-pleasure helps here when mm. I talk when when couples come to me and they tell me that their sex life um has kind of it isn't what they want it to be or has dried up or hasn't been the same since childbirth one of the first things I'll ask the couple you know this is relevant to both men and women as well is uh you know how often are you self-pleasuring what does your self-pleasure practice look like and often they'll say oh no I don't do that it's not really there or oh, I've got a partner so I don't need to but coming back to self-pleasuring your body is a really brilliant tool for connection now, I don't mean pushing your body to an orgasmic response when it doesn't want one but just cupping and holding and being with our genitals and breathing and feeling what's there for me today and maybe using some oil and giving yourself just a genital massage and again we can we don't have to do it with the intention of getting to orgasm or pushing ourselves anywhere it's just feeling you know and feeling maybe low level pleasure how does it feel just feel a bit warmer on my genitals you know or a bit softer or just acknowledging that our genitals are there and they're part of our body and they're doing a good job. And this can be something that could be great in preparation for childbirth at the early stages of our surges or contractions, you know, knowing that actually we can be with our vulvas and just using a little bit of oil, do some massage, encouraging blood flow, encouraging engorgement, encouraging that flow of pleasure energy in our bodies, already working on getting the oxytocin there at a foundational level, ready for the experience. So I really do encourage self-touch, you know, and people often say, oh, I didn't do my self-touch homework this week because I was tired or I was sad or I had an argument with my partner. And I always think self-touch is self-resourcing. So it's in those really, really challenging moments of our lives. That's when we want to come back to the body and that's when we want to rely on our self-touch just to be really, really sweet and tender with ourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and childbirth for me sounds like that kind of time where we could do with being really sweet and tender with ourselves. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, thanks, Jam. I think that sounds like mm. the perfect place to leave off. And I just, um, yeah, I'm so delighted to have been able to have you on today and just hear from you the orgasm oracle that you are. <laughs> <laughs> i'll put that on my business card <laughs> i do that's a direct quote <laughs> thank you so much for having me amelia You're so, so beautiful and uh, yeah i look forward to hearing more about your adventures through childbirth and motherhood oh yeah i'll definitely be calling you on my due date <laughs> yeah please i couldn't think of a more brilliant woman to be a mother thank you for gifting gifting your future child into the world for us all oh bless you all right let's leave it there thanks so much 